Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Happy 2022, everyone. Welcome back to Quick Resume 2022. Um, this is episode 37, I think. I actually didn't check. I mean, that's what I called the episode. I think um, it's 37, yeah. It, if it looks different in the title below this or on the spot, I'm really sorry. I think it's 37. <laughs> we'll go with um, 37. Let's commit. I hope, I hope there's not two 37s. That would suck. Anyway, <laughs> hello. If you haven't been here before, my name's Deck. Uh, dude over there is Tim. Uh, we're doing the Quick Resume podcast. Uh, we can officially, I think we're officially in like veteran status now, you know, because we've been, we've done it for like a year. Well, like yeah. a year, but yeah. like back in 2021, we spoke about that, you know, so we're officially, you know, we're vets now. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Started and, in 2021. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now. Founded. Yeah. Circa 2021. And so, you know, I hope everyone had a good, a good Christmas, a good new year. Um, there is not all that much like in in terms of news to talk about today but you know if you're here to like hear us just chat shit for a little bit then you've probably come to the right place um because there is still stuff there's always halo there's always games and there's always like controversy there's always outrage so you know there's all of that to speak about um i guess tim how's uh christmas and new year how would you uh summarize that yeah no it's good man um i think this is probably for for me, it's been quite a quiet sort of Christmas and New Year because um, I've quite a. Uh, I don't have like an excessively large family, but I have a fairly large family. Um, so normally, you know, cr- Christmases are sort of like nine, ten people in my house, sort of thing. And this year it was just me, my mum, my dad. So um, yeah, it was quite. It was quite a quiet one, um, which was nice, you know. I can't really complain. It was still nice and wholesome and, you know, eight tons, drunk tons, um, all the good stuff that comes with Christmas. Um, I got four t-shirts, uh, two Hell XL yeah. size. Someone thinks I'm really <laughs> fat for whatever reason. Someone in my family. Um, it's in fashion at the moment. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Size stuff. Uh, dude, you could easily fit two of me in there, possibly three. Like you have no <laughs> idea how big a two XL really is until you hold Massive. it up in front of you. But well, like, um, yeah, and it kind of sucks because we do like a secret Santa in in, in my household. So that was like like my one gift, <laughs> just that. So I was just like, great Christmas. Fatty. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eat so much that I potentially fit into these now. Yeah, so I can fill it out. Yeah, is this um, a challenge? <laughs> yeah, challenge accepted. Well, it's because they know I'm coming up to my thirties. That's where it all goes downhill, you know. Yeah, yeah, it makes start sense. Getting, start getting fat. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it was it was good, man. Um, and then New Year's again was just sort of family orientated. Um, I did get a little invite 
to come hang out with you but i did decide in the end that uh with the whole everything going on in the world and mixing with strangers and then bringing it back to my house maybe it wasn't a good idea um and you being like three hours away i just decided against it so i just sort of spent new years with 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 the fam um so yeah it was pretty chill makes sense um but yeah overall not too bad and i'm getting sort of the end of the year blues now i'm a little bit yeah I'm a little bit low going into 2022, to, to, yeah. to say the least. Um, but, you know, I'm sure 2022 will be good, both personally and video game-wise. So I'm looking forward to it. It'll be good. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. That's what it's episode four, you know? Going to get yeah, optimistic man. about the new year. <laughs> because there's only a pandemic that's been <laughs> raging on. You know, there's only geopolitical tension. And there's NFTs, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not a big deal, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, we all know gamers thrive in pandemics, let's be real. So, exactly, yeah, we've all retrained for this, yeah, for decades preparing <laughs> well in advance. We knew this was coming, this is the promise, <laughs> eh? Yeah, um, so we take over. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so that was basically my sort of Christmas, New Year's. But how was uh, how was everything your end, my dude? delightful yeah yeah good 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 um ours was um pretty busy as normal my partner's family is massive so we always got there to see people uh then my family is down at the other end of the country so it's just a lot of driving around um which you know it's it's a necessary uh sort of (laughs) obligation um to sort of go around and see everyone which is absolutely fine but yeah you know part of it leaves you a bit exhausted from moving around so much um especially when you crack open the new years with a with a big party so i've been like riding a bit of a hangover for a few days and i'm I'm just i'm feeling like 100 percent now but it was um it was a bit touch and go for a while (laughs) um uh, especially when you're like in the car and driving for hours you know it's just not not ideal yeah um yeah and then i saw my mum and my mum being my mum just throws food at me she just oh, throws yeah. food at me i'm like mom no Dude, you can't say no feeder. yeah you just can't say no can you oh yeah of so, course yeah so you end up stuffing the fridge full of stuff and there's like leftovers and you know it could be worse <laughs> there are worse say, things to complain yeah, about was, uh, yeah, having too like, much food worse than having too little food yeah you sound a bit spoiled man come on <laughs> so yeah it's obviously great but um you just get food rammed down your throat um so yeah great other than that i mean gaming wise um i don't really think anything's changed (laughs) i literally i did play i there is one thing i played because my partner was away she went back to see her family um again i was ben's head wasn't it Ben 10 Power Trip. Best game of 2021 for you, isn't it? It was so good. Combat <laughs> mechanics, stunning storytelling, stunning voice acting. Oh, man. Exactly. It was Firewatch. I played Firewatch. It, it went on Games Pass. Um, and I remember hearing about it like years ago. Like People think it was really good. Um, and it was really good. I played literally played it through from start to finish. It's only like four or five hours long. Um yeah. It's sort of one of those games that's right up my alley, sort of short game, well-received indie game. Um, and it was really good. I had a really good time with that. Uh, but that's pretty much been the only, like, diversion from my regular playing habits um, over Christmas. Uh, I, I, like, 
booted up Witcher 3 again because I just I finished Witcher Season 2 uh, a couple of weeks ago and I just like I just I can't remember the first half of that game at all I like because I literally I played like the first half I completed that game over about three years like yeah I, yeah. I bought it late and then I played like the first half and then I put it down for like a year or two and then I picked it back up and played it through to completion so I just can't remember the beginning of that game at all so I just wanted to <laughs> like look, like see it um yeah but that's, holds up that's the game for me it does hold up yeah I mean, it's um, it's got like performance mode and everything now. It hasn't had a next gen update yet, but it is due to get one because <laughs> CD Projekt Red are busy with something else. <laughs> yeah, one of their other um, broken games. Uh, yeah, yeah, only broken games. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's it for me. What, what about you in terms of the on the gaming side? Um, yeah, nothing. Uh, nothing too too out of the ordinary. The the the, the regular Halo, obviously. Um. Among us for parties and just chilling out and vibing when we've had enough clicking on heads. Um, the usual stuff we've been playing the last few weeks since we last spoke. Um, but I also, yeah, I started playing Slay and Spire again um, because I feel like wrong. that. I just, it's just so, it's so good. It's such a good game. Ah, it's crazy. <laughs> it I think I've clocked like 160 hours in it now or something. I think last time I checked on my Switch. Um, but yeah, it's just so easy to play because I've been watching like I don't know, I've been getting really into like these fucking Pokemon Nuzlocke runs on YouTube. So it's like just they're they're just like really long episodes. So I just like put them on, and you know the, the episodes are like an hour or two, like in the it, in the background, and it's so easy just to have that playing and then just play Slay the Spire while it's going on and just chill out. For anybody that doesn't uh, know, can you explain what a Nuzlocke Pokemon is? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So it's basically. Um, it's basically just like hard mode Pokemon. It's like super hard mode. Um, essentially, whatever the entire game is randomized. So even from your starter Pokemon that you pick, it can literally be anything. You can get a fucking Lucario, literally any Pokemon in the game. They could be shit. They, they could be amazing. Yeah, they literally could. It could be like a fucking worm pool and like just like the worst <laughs> things ever. Um, and the idea is what you get is what you get. Um, so and it's permadeath for the pokemon and for all the different routes and places in the game you get one encounter um and that encounter is the pokemon you have to catch um if you kill it that's it it doesn't go in your squad you're not allowed to catch any other pokemon until you hit a new route um so don't kill it um and um and yeah yeah that's basically it and you just build you kind of team of (coughs) misfits um, and just play the game with that. And then obviously if they die, if they faint, it's considered dead. You put it in the PC, you have to replace it with something else um, from a route that you did. So you, right you would have to mod to do this sort of a run? You would have to mod, yeah. It, they, they're not built into the game. I mean, it's really easy. You could literally just download it onto your phone in like two seconds. Um, you can yeah. play it on your phone. Um, you can do it on PC. Um, or Plus you could just... Switch. You know, you, you, you can mod your Switch. It's it's very easy if you have a PC, Mac, anything to just sort of plug in and follow a quick guide to mod your Switch. Obviously, right. this comes with complications as modding any console does. You have the potential ability to brick your console. Very unlikely, but, you know, it, they, they always have to add that clause in there. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, essentially you just then download um, 
the game. I think you need like an SD card and stuff like that, like at least a 64 gig like SD card um, to be able to download the to put it into your PC to get the modded file for the Pokemon game and then put it onto your a Switch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's not too complex. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool, man. Um, I do, I do love the idea of it. Um, and it's something I'd actually quite like to do. I have been quite tempted to potentially mod my switch or just like play it on my PC or something like that. Um, Dark Souls Pokemon. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I've just been really, really, really into watching those. It's just, I don't know. I feel like it, it, I've, I said this to you the other day, it fixes all the issues because, I mean, I've been a Pokemon fan since I was a kid, um, but it fixes all the issues I have with the game in the sense that the whole randomized thing is just really exciting. Every time you walk into a patch of grass, you have no idea what's going to come out. I think that's really awesome. Um, and it makes the game hard as well. Like, Pokemon games are so easy. It's ridiculous. And are, they, are they like cross-gen or is it? are they like self-contained in like... You, a, like- Pokemon Gold or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So some some of the modded um, ones do contain um, Pokemon from other regions. Yeah. So like, I think the one I'm watching now is a Diamond and Pearl run, and there's Pokemon in there from um, Gen One <coughs> and Three, I think. When I think Diamond and Pearl is Generation Four. So um, yeah, it just depends what kind of mod you download or how or how you mod the game file i'm pretty sure you can add as many regions as you want and bulk it out as much as you want really um but yeah yeah it is they are pretty fun and and really just easy watches um so yeah i'll be doing that i'm playing a lot of slay the spire um, makes sense and good to me. Uh, and yeah that's basically it as far as games concerned nothing nothing too new yeah. um, i think out of the ordinary yeah yeah, yeah exactly Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I mean, it goes without saying that we have obviously been playing Halo together, but before we sort of come around to Halo like we always do, I mean, we, you know, where, where we get the time, um, it's just sort of thinking about the year going forward because in the previous episode, we kind of spoke about the years past and what we played there and kind of what our favorite games were, regardless of whether they'd launched in that time frame or not. Um, and just sort of thinking about what was kind of lined up for 2022 and kind of what we're excited about going into it. So, I mean, uh, what's, and I mean, I'm I'm going to say it's the year of Starfield. I haven't shut the fuck up about Starfield. No. I, I've probably mentioned it 37 times. If this is in fact the 37th episode, I've probably mentioned it 37 times. I think you've probably mentioned it every episode at some point. Yeah. So you've got another 52 weeks to part up with of me saying it before this game comes out. Maybe a bit <sighs> less. We're, we're looking at maybe 40 something, 48 weeks. So... Yeah, sorry about that, but um, that so that goes without saying. Twenty twenty two is the in terms of Xbox, you know, that's Xbox's front running game for the year. So I just figured we'd start there because um, they've been kind of drip feeding bits of teasers like concept art here, a bit of an interview background there, and you know this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to know how you're feeling about this. Like, do you feel that this is? This is uh, Starfield is Xbox's like showcase game for this year, or do you think that there's more? Like, what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I think so far until other announcements happen, I don't know if 
Fallout 5 might just be announced and they're like, oh, it's coming the end of this year or something like that. You know, we went to Fallout 5 for ages. No? Okay. Or, or so we know they're doing Elder Scrolls. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think it is their biggest title for the year, um, Starfield. Um, maybe not personally for me. I think I think probably the big for, for me the biggest title of the year is probably Avowed. Um, but then that hasn't actually got a twenty twenty two release date yet, has it? It's just people are speculating. But if it does come come to be a twenty twenty two release, I think that's that's sort of my my biggest one for the year personally. But um, yeah, I mean Starfield, I think is going to be massive, right? From all the teasers we've had of it and all the information we know of it. Um, I think it's just lined up to be a bit of a banger, right? Um, but then there's always there's always just that that weight and that pressure of being such a big game and having so much expectation behind it. Um, and we've seen we've seen Bethesda fuck up before as well. You know, it's not it's not a, a thing they're they're new to. They don't always make perfect games. I mean, Fallout seventy six is was a dumpster fire for a long time. And it still kind of is. It's still not great. Um, it's still a bit of a cash grab game. Like you can, you can definitely see it as that. So, um, so you know, the, way, the, con- the consensus is quite good on it now nowadays, though. Well, seventy six. I th- I think it's it was. I mean, it's better what it was. I mean, it's it was always going to be better than how it launched. But I think it still is quite expensive and. I don't know. Like I say, it, I I think it does kind of <coughs> come across as a bit of a cash grab for a lot of people. Like I mean, that whole like Fallout like annual pass thing they did. I mean, that was just like what the fuck was that? Like, it was yeah, so expensive as well. I don't know if they weird. canned that or not. Like yeah, I don't know either. I don't think they did. I think it's still there. I think it um, still is there. Yeah, and then they 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 released these like half-assed battle passes because there's this YouTuber I watch called um, Kev Dewitt, I think his name is or something, and right. he's like a he's a quite quite a funny sort of Fallout YouTuber slash Bethesda, I guess YouTuber, uh, and he does a lot of videos on Fallout seventy six and stuff like that, and he's always taking the piss out of it and the fact there's no content and all that sort of stuff. Um, I think recently they had a quite a big sort of thing planned for the end of the year and they ended up canning it for some like really quick, cheap, like Mothman event or something. And I think the community was really bummed out by it because it was there was supposed to be something quite big and then they just changed it last minute and they were like, oh, you're getting Mothman. And like the quest, oh, lasted, the quest lasted like 15 minutes or something like that. And that was it. <laughs> So I think quite a lot of people were a little bit pissed off with that. But yeah, it's, you can definitely see why the game. I mean, ignoring the fact that it was like you know buggy and it was like just not in a good state really when it launched. Um, no, it's that it it wasn't it wasn't tight enough to bring in the single player crowd that liked Fallout. Apart from like the super hardcore who just loved the world, you know, it wasn't enough to bring that crowd in. But it's also not a Fallout is not a good playing shooter <laughs> like you know i know it's meant to be a bit strategic with that but then that's is real time and it doesn't you yeah. know so it doesn't bring in the casual crowd either so it's like this kind of weird um and i know they've done work to like add npcs and try and i think bring in that single player crowd to be like you know you can experience this kind of single player fallout world um where there just happens to be other people from fallout shelters and i think that's fine but yeah there's definitely like a demographic problem there <laughs> 
and it's their yeah. first games as a service, and I think you can tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. It's it's. Yeah, I think on paper, I think they expected it to be a lot, a lot different and a lot better than how it actually turned out to be. And I mean, I remember when we heard about it on paper, this game sounded fantastic, and we all bought it like straight straight off the bat, and we were just like, you know, let's let's fucking do this. Um, but like you said, I just don't think it translated quite as well as they thought and they were just like oh well we're we're in it now we might as well make it we might as well finish it you know like but it definitely is in a better state than what it was um and i think it is considered an okay game now like don't get me wrong not bashing on anyone who likes the game but what what i'm trying to say in relation to the topic of starfield is we've seen bethesda have quite a lot of rough patches before um you know they haven't made the best games i mean even things like rage 2 and stuff like that you know very lukewarm not 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 fantastic they haven't always hit the hit the bar i mean really they've only excelled and hit a high standard with doom and uh elder scrolls really haven't they um well i mean it depends who we're talking about here because if we're talking about bethesda as a whole or are we talking about bethesda game studios because bethesda game studios that's the team that makes fallout and elder scrolls yeah not, not elder scrolls online obviously that's Zenimax online yeah, it's um, Max, yeah and that's the team that's making starfield and they've had a pretty much flawless track record they did have a hand in fallout 76 with arcane they've uh-huh. collaborated on that so obviously that was a bit of a balk um but and as obviously as a whole like if you're looking at it i think you could argue that um yeah 76 wolfenstein youngblood and um what you just said what was it um ooh. Damn, what was it I just said? The one. <laughs> oh no. Rage 2. Rage 2. One. Yeah, so those three were a bit were from like at, at like middling. They were middling to bad. Um mm-hmm. and but overall they have a really good really good track record. So I'm really not worried about the quality because yeah. you know because because if we are going to look at all of them and not just Bethesda Game Studios, you know, we're ignoring things then like Dishonored and um Prey and Deathloop and um you know, like you said, I mean, Dune, obviously Doom Eternal smash hits as well, but that's id and they kind of do their own thing. So regardless, you know, Bethesda Game Studios um, have a pretty yeah. spot, fantastic track record with games in the high 90s. You know, I think uh, I guess I guess some people would say Fallout 4. I guess some people would say that, but it's like, yeah, I think that that was still really, a great no. game. It didn't yeah. appeal to the, the hardcore fans of three. But like, I think that's going to be the same case. Um, for Skyrim and the new Elder Scrolls, personally, you're never ever going to hit that same sweet spot, I don't think. Like, even if the game is better in every way, like, for some people, nostalgia will always will always just trump a It'll better game. Prevail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, for me, the controversial topic, I feel like Infinite is, is the best Halo game ever made. Oh my fucking god, what are you doing <laughs> to me? <laughs> and I think it's better than 3 and stuff like that, but you know, for a lot of people just even if like our friend absolutely loves Infinite, like he, he's obsessed with it and he is a die-hard Halo 3 boy, but he'll still never admit it. He'll still he'll still say Halo 3 is better even though let's be real it probably isn't. I I don't think I'd have fun going back to Halo 3 now. Unless it well, was it's, it's it's in its time. That's the thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it did. Yeah, but... It did launch with a lot, so you know. 
yeah, you got to leave these things in their time period. I think I think that's what a lot of people don't do. But um, but yeah, so I think like you said, yeah, Bethesda have a, a very good track record. It's safe to say they don't make bad games. They can make lukewarm games, <laughs> but they've never really made a bad game, right? So I, I don't know. So. I think Starfield will be a great game. I think whether whether it will live up to the hype, I don't know. That's a different question. But I do think mm. it, it's it's going to be a good game, right? I think it is. It, it's going to be tough to fuck it up, and and Bethesda have a track record of with like seventy six and stuff like that. They won't just leave it to die, right? You know, the game they'll expand. They'll they'll add planets. They'll add fucking solar systems or w- w- whatever materials new all that sort of stuff so you know it might not launch perfectly but mm. i don't think it'll be left to die regardless um yeah um, well i mean so. you know i guess it, it's kind of nice that because now that i'm thinking about it as much as you know there's kind of been this whole thing about xbox need single player games we still haven't really had that i mean i like we always blow the trumpet of like kind of i mean seeing some single player games here and there would, would be nice but there's quite a lot of third-party single-player games, and we're social games. So, you know, that's our preference. We tend to put a lot of time into, into social, like multiplayer games, co-op games. Anyway, yeah. Starfield, I guess, unless there's something else, would is going to be like the first, like megaton. Um, obviously, this this is going to be timed exclusives like Stalker, um, mm. and if there's anything else, like maybe some indie exclusive indies. Psychonauts two, I guess you could count. I it depends how you feel about it where that falls and i i guess Deathloop. maybe i'm changed here but you know what i mean it's either not exclusive it, it, it doesn't like um it doesn't fit right and nestle into that category of xbox exclusive next gen single player only starfield is all of those things yeah you know i think i think and i think even <clears throat> amongst all the platform holders xbox is going to be the first uh to, to drop like a properly next gen game like next gen only. I know PlayStation Five have released Ratchet and Clank, but Starfield is has had more run up time, you know, in this cycle. Um, is, is is stuff like like Forbidden West and all that? Is that not coming out before cross-gen. Starfield? Cross gen. Oh yeah, it's cross gen. Yeah. Oh okay. You mean? Uh, yeah, I see what you mean. Because because that, that that was the whole thing with that Sony did, where they were like, oh, generations of the, you know import whatever it was, generations matter or something like that. Yeah. And then, yeah, when when Xbox is having the bad PR spell, they're like, "Oh, by the way, Miles Morales, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, Angle of War, all cross gen." <laughs> yeah. yeah, stop putting your foot in your mouth. <laughs> Remove it. It doesn't taste good, surely. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, I yeah, I mean, it goes without saying. I'm I am really really excited for Starfield. I think Starfield. I, I like the high fantasy of of um, uh, of like Elder Scrolls. And I do like the post-apocalyptic vibe of, of Fallout, probably a bit less. But I think like there's the potential for me to enjoy this kind of grounded sci-fi, like NASA punk kind of experience more. I think and it's just just kind of like what I really like. And I've said to you before, I, I I don't think there are many games that kind of do that. You know, Mass Effect did, and I played that like yeah. last year, really late. Um, and Outer Wilds had a similar sort of vibe as well. But there's just I just don't. I like, haven't played much that kind of ca- encapsulates that. Yeah, there's not much that takes that dive into into space, right? And uses that sort of as its as its premise. I think 
I think the safer bet for people making RPGs is to go with high fantasy. I mean, everyone gets dragon boners, right? It's just it's, a Tolkien <laughs> te- it's literally just a Tolkien template. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, if your game has fucking dragons in it and magic in it. And elves and dwarves and humans. <laughs> exactly. You like you're, you're gonna get you're gonna get the sweet dosh, right? Um, exactly. It's a bit more risky going with a with a space with a space an outer space theme thing. Um so yeah, no, I completely agree. I think it'll be a nice change of pace, a nice change of scenery. Um I'm definitely more high fantasy, but I like I do love that sort of stuff. Um, call me a basic bitch, but it will be nice to take a step away from it and do something new. Especially as I haven't really played. I, I played Mass Effect One, but I haven't really experienced too much in that sort of area. Um, so I think it'll be nice to have something to sink my teeth into um, that actually has has that as its theme. So mm. yeah, 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 I'm pretty excited. I, and because I, I think it's like with these sorts of games, it's like, you know, like it has to be really like an exploration is always like a really main feat, like, not for, you know, it's like a main theme. Not to say that that isn't a main theme in like, you know, like Elder Scrolls or whatever, because Fallout, because of course it is. But yeah. um, Starfield, it's like double, triple, quadruple down on because it's like you're literally in space. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just so funny that we can generate this much conversation out of it when we don't know what the fuck it is. I mean, we know it's yeah. like, you know, we know it's a, yeah, it's a Bethesda game. And we know, you know, there's been like leaks which are unverified, um, supposedly. But yeah, I mean, we really don't know what it's going to be like. How much combat? How the combat works? Like, what's is it? Is it just shooty shooty? Is there additional stuff? You know, I, there's not going to be magic, presumably. Uh, you know, all of this stuff. Like, how does this work? Um, yeah. Not that the strength of those of Bethesda game studio games has ever been combat. No, it's been the RPG building and the uh, stories and the exploration, yada yada yada. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I guess that is what kind of makes me really excited for it. That this sort of setting really accommodates those strengths of the studio. You know, like we've spoken about this before. Like, you know, hopping from a planet and like going down into it and just being like, "What the fuck is this?" Just you know, yeah, just being blown away by the just by the design and the you know the NPC density and you know just being very very immersed and everything like that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, it has the potential to be something really fucking cool. <clears throat> just land on a planet and just be like, "Whoa, this alien race is dying. They're they're struggling because they're running out of a resource. Oh no, you need to go to like somewhere and find resources for them to get their civilization back on track. You could leave them in a die, or you could like I don't know, you could nuke just, the just, world. <laughs> yeah, just off the top of my head, yeah, you could have that morality choice of do I help them get back on track and help their their civilization, and maybe they'll help me later on in the game, yeah. or do I just leave them to die because fuck yeah. this, I'm a gamer. <laughs> so like, yeah. there's there's so many, yeah. I mean, and that that was just off the top of my head. I mean, there, there, there's so much you can do with it, um, and yeah. it is very exciting, um, for sure. Yeah, um, and it's yeah. to be honest, it's more because I know that's kind of like on the writing side of things, but you know, <clears throat> it's always like the actual like space and like physics side of things that I would just love them to get creative with because this is something that, and I, yeah, I, I just don't know because I think you know they'd have to overhaul the engine, which they have done, which is another thing. Like, I hope it looks good because <laughs> but there's the games are like environmental, the, the direction is amazing and like mm. design is really good, but typically like it's usually rough around the edges. Um, yeah, like. Um, like in Outer Wilds, for example, 
there's a planet you go to. There's like, because it's all handcrafted, none of it's procedural, which I, I don't know. Again, don't know what they're doing for Starfield. Um, there's a planet which is covered in tornadoes. Uh, like there's like 15 tornadoes happening at once going around this planet. It's also a water world. It's just water. There's no land mm-hmm. on the surface. There are islands, however, that go around the planet. And these islands get sucked up into the tornadoes, launch into the stratosphere, and then come back down and plummet <laughs> into the water and then float again. So you have to like go to these different like things and you're on a tire motion and getting sucked towards a tornado to like look for like clues. And then you get launched up into space and you like float for a bit, like in space, and then descend back down. Um, and you can go in the water and there's like stuff in the, you know, there's bits and bobs here and there to explore. But just yeah. stuff like that, like it's just wacky. It's just crazy. Um, and that's the sort of stuff that I think is quite exciting, like playing around with that side of stuff um, uh, as well. Stuff that you just couldn't even, you know, envision. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and I think that's the cool thing with having um, this as your setting, like, space and like a galaxy that like doesn't have earth in it maybe you know you could literally just you could come up with anything like it like literally it's just that you could sit in a room and just brainstorm the wackiest fucking shit and just be like well we can we can do it because it's our universe right you know let's have a spongebob planet yeah (laughs) i'd love that (laughs) giant spongebob face yeah yeah, Krusty Krab Nation. And like I think yeah, that's the thing. And that that's the thing that would disappoint me the most would be that if all the planets had in the game, you know, say there's twenty, if they were just all space earth, you know, yeah. if they all behaved the same and there's just like earth drama in space. Like it's like you know, oh there's a fascist space alien, he's pretty naughty. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, like yes, I think some of this is interesting to explore as a parallel, but it's more the stuff like what makes this like what can I how can I play this that I couldn't play on earth that's the stuff that I think I find really interesting and that's why I get very very excited about um this sort of this sort of stuff um so yeah and I think based on Bethesda's track record and us saying that you know they're they're never combat centric in in their universes and their games I think this is hopefully something they will uh, like the, uh, the avenue they will go down um more so than um like storytelling and combat focused things um i think they will go for scenery and they will go for you know some hopefully some pretty cool ideas um just based on how they make their games and how they have in the past right but you know what is their engine called can you remember uh i do know it i do know it's a creation it's a creation engine yes it is creation creation engine Yeah. yeah Yeah, because yeah, supposedly all. they have overhauled that. So yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Because um, that would, I think, that would play a role in them, you know, leaning into more combat or not. And you know, it's just like, how does it work in, in like a grounded space world? Like, how do you get skill points? Like, what does that mean? Like, you know? Hmm. So if that's even how they're doing it. So yeah, th- those sorts of things, I'm sure, um, are, are already plotted out. But you know, it's, it's. I think one of the things that makes me confident in this release is they've been developing it for so long. And these are ideas that the studio have been playing around with for like 20 years. You know, they're, they're on Todd's on record saying this. So these ideas have been in the oven for a long, long time and have been refined and trimmed down. Um, it's had an engine overall, overall. And I think <clears throat> the fact that they've been acquired by Xbox whenever it was two years ago now, 
this game has probably gotten an extra year where it maybe otherwise wouldn't. Mm. So I think this is also going to be the big game that could put a positive light back on Bethesda. I know there's been other, you know, Doom Eternal was incredible. Deathloop has been an incredible game of the year contender. So I don't know why we like pretend that Bethesda aren't like, you know, a really talented studio. However, I think in terms of like the big, like, you know, super massive AAA release, you know, like the like cultural movement kind of thing that Skyrim yeah. is, and I'm sure Elden Ring will be as well. Um, this is kind of their moment, you know, and, and, and it'll be Xbox's moment too, because this is obviously going to be fully exclusive. It's going to be optimized fully for the, for the Series X platform. It's probably going to have PC mod support, you you name it. Um, so I just hope that by the time we get around to it, all the bells and whistles are in place um, just to make it a really optimized release. And it doesn't have those little Bethesda things. Yeah. Yeah. Because it shouldn't. I don't feel like it should. No. Yeah. It's had a lot of time in the oven. Um and yeah, it'd, it'd be nice to actually just see see a game take its time to launch and actually just launch properly. You really don't see that often these days from any game company, um, especially something that is just a single player game, right? Like I kind of want a finished product. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it, it, it's it's been, yeah, it's had a lot of time in the oven and you, you'd hope that, They've ironed out all this, all this stuff, and it just launches how we expect. Hopefully, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I, because it's like I can't help but think because we like they chose the release because it's eleven eleven twenty two. Obviously, that's their flow. We're f- fucking funny. Look at us. <laughs> it's eleven 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 eleven. So you know it is quite cute. But like I can't help but think that Xbox are looking at Starfield. You know when they initially acquired Bethesda and they were like. Has anybody offered you a contract? Because we're having this game <laughs> exclusive. Like I can't help but think, like the, the what must have been like on the meeting table, or not, you know, when they were all the executives were chatting was Skyrim is still selling. It's still in the like top sales charts, like the top thirty. We want that. We want one of them. And so it, it just makes me think that, and this is like eleven years later. So like they must be looking at this and saying, if you need the extra year take it because this game's going to be like we're going to get that back in dividends you know like i can't they you know so that's the thing that i reckon they must and they must be confident in as well you know they must have seen the game be like wow you know supposedly it's really ambitious in what it's trying to do you know Mm -hmm. doesn't mean anything to us because we haven't seen shit uh but you know um we'll have to just wait and see but that's what you know from a business point of view i imagine that's what's going through phil's head i want my own skyrim (laughs) oh yeah yeah for sure um yeah, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind he, he he probably saw this project and saw the potential it had. Um, and just Bethesda just being such a talented studio in general and, you know, all, all that mixed together, I think, is probably what pushed us over the line to just be like, we're buying you. Yeah, we, we, we want the next Skyrim. Um, we're going to take as much money as you want to build this game. Like you said, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to pay back um over time so and then like yeah, mod no, support yeah. and like all of that like bethesda have such a good track record with mod, mod support you know arguably they were like you know the front runner in getting making this stuff mainstream um and it's even come over to consoles you know for thanks to bethesda really you know uh so yeah you know the legs on this stuff is uh, are potentially massive so that's that's what's going through my mind and i'm sure it's going through their mind as well you know make it fully cooked um because it's it's gonna be selling for a long, long time if they can 
replicate even anything close to the success that Skyrim had. And it has yeah. new IP advantage. It's not like yeah. it's running off the success of Elder Scrolls or Fallout. It's it's brand new. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I think we could both both agree that um, Starfield has the potential to just eat 2022 and be the biggest game by far. Um, and like, don't get me wrong, there are some absolute hard hitters alongside Starfield, but I just think in terms of yeah just the sheer magnitude of it it is probably it's probably the biggest especially for xbox being exclusive and uh and being next gen only um because i i I mean things coming out closer like towards the beginning of this year obviously we've we've dropped we've name dropped stalker 2 that is that that's next gen only right that's only ps5 and xbox series x yeah it's only xbox (laughs) Uh, at, at Xbox, sorry. Um, I feel like when I saw the trailers and stuff like that, I don't feel like I saw a, an Xbox One symbol. I feel like I no, only I think saw right. a Series X. Um, I'm not for sure, right? Yeah. And I mean, looking at it, fuck me. If they, if, yeah, if they could run that on the previous generation of consoles, then well done. <laughs> Magic, I guess. Magic does yeah. exist. Because um, yeah, that game looked fucking ridiculous um like graphically um but yeah i mean there's there, there's definitely i mean as we as we have just entered 2022 um happy new year i feel like it's probably good to discuss the uh i mean i actually i i, I don't know what do you want to do in terms of notes i was, I was just well, going to say discuss what's coming out soon well, I wanted to, I guess this is, yeah, uh, I wanted to, while we were on the topic of Starford, I wanted to do sort of the old compare and contrast, because there is some other stuff, Xbox stuff I wanted to talk about, but we do that afterwards. Yeah, yeah. The compare and contrast just between the megatons of 2022, generally mm-hmm. across the board. So we're looking, we're looking at Starfield, we're looking at a God of War, potentially. Mm-hmm. That's the official announcement, but you know, yeah. we're looking at definitely a Horizon Forbidden West, and we're looking at an Elden Ring. We're maybe looking at Breath of the Wild too. We don't know, but holy shit! Like, so I know we've just said that. I know we've just said all the things we've just said about Starfield. For me, Starfield is probably a sliver still at the top. I think probably for you, Elden Ring is probably taking that top spot. Um, if we're looking across the board, all consoles, all platforms. Yeah, and I'd say Elden Ring. It's it's a bit different because I know that's coming soon, so that's more hype for me, right? Um, I've seen a lot it, of it as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so and I love high fantasy, but like I, I feel like if all those games they were just like they're all coming out January twenty fifth, every single one of these. I I yeah. think if I had the the, the the pick of the crop, I still I think I'd pick Starfield, right? But okay, it's just, interesting. We've seen less of it, you know, it's far away. So yeah, right now I'd say my hype for all the games mentioned, yeah, sure, Elden Ring is there, but it's because other factors have put it there rather than just, yeah. just the game itself. Um, yeah, but yeah, though, yeah, there are some crazy, crazy, crazy hard hitters, yeah. And that is, <clears throat> it's, that's, that is, man, if, if this all comes to fruition, I mean, I, very, very confident Horizon's going to meet its launch window, which is, I think, February. Um, end of February. Very, very confident Elden Ring will, because it got a very slight delay from January to February. Um, God of War is still up in the air. Um, Breath of the Wild, I'm pretty sure, is still up in the air. I don't think they've said 2022. 
Um, no, yeah, there's no release, I don't think. Yeah. Um, the Redfall, that was 2022, wasn't it? Right, yeah. So that that was what I was going to come back around to in terms of Xbox afterwards. But I guess I, what I just wanted to... F- it's not single for, player. Uh, no, but it's just it's just not on the same scale, I don't think. Um, but my, my question more is like, what do you think is going to be what's like what's going to be the runaway success here um like you know there's so much that is a noisy year man like like, let's just assume all of those things release elden ring horizon god of war breath of the wild 2 starfield like what is coming out of there ah god it's so it's it's so hard to say because god of war and horizon are coming off the back of so much hype from the previous games so i feel like they're just gonna they're just gonna sell like fucking crazy um and i think it's it's probably gonna be kind of hard to fuck up something like god of war when you've absolutely nailed the formula for the first game right just do more just do that but more right if you fuck that up then wow like that's pretty impressive um so i guess and and the same for horizon um, yeah, I just wanted to put a bit of a lens over both of them actually, just because like I don't know if you've seen much gameplay of um, Horizon because it has been like bits of it, yeah, like yeah. fucking excellent. It's so colourful. <laughs> I didn't so know those colours existed. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what jumped out to me immediately was the colour palette. Um, yeah, fucking mental. Yeah, it's so and beautiful. There was like that whole controversy when the gameplay was shown about Aloy because she looked a bit fucking weird. Her face looked a bit rubbery. Um, a lot of people turned it into like a weird gender war thing. I didn't need to be, but and I don't know if this is like I, this is probably like a self-contained like Twitter fanboy like piece of shit thing. Um, because other than that, um, it looks fun. They they clearly have clearly polished up some of the animations and um, uh, some of the combat. There's like a grappling hook now, you know. Um, of course, yeah, of course. I think it's like a fixed one though. I don't think it's like quite as freeform as, as Halo, for example. Um. But yeah, so that looks great. And then God of War um, also had a bit of controversy when its gameplay was shown because it did look quite similar, um, yeah. like graphically. Um, and I don't know if that's, that's just because we saw... I remember watching the combat as well and stuff like that. And I remember seeing a lot of stuff I saw in God of War 1. Same animations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like these same kill animations. And I was like, I mean, they still look cool, but like these are the same. You just control C, control V this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think, I don't know if that's because we saw early footage or if it's because the art style isn't upscaling well with the PS5. Like just, just in terms of like graphical look, like maybe putting more pixels in that just is having really diminishing returns. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, like you said, it, it's still God of War. They fucking nailed the first one. It's going to be really hard for them to fuck up the second one. However, the creative director has swapped projects. So Corey bar log it's no longer on it and it's someone else um okay. so that's like i don't really think it's much concern because there's more than one person involved in a game um yeah but that that was the other thing like you said i think with both of them these are going to be high 80s maybe low 90s games easy yeah. easy home runs really isn't it yeah. um yeah for sure and i guess the question then without like trying to make it like fanboy you know it's like what what's the six what's the success metric there versus like a, a successful starfield you know a starfield that you know any starfield gonna hit the same score as those games like i think it'd i be think hard. it's hard 
I think I, th- I would say probably not because it's yeah. a new IP. New IPs typically don't. It's and risky. these games did. You know, Horizon has a new IP. It kind of what isn't, but you know, they. So you know, there's a lot to kind of chew on there. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's a lot more risk in something like Starfield. Um, it's a it's a it's a really big project for something untested in in waters, right? No one's experienced something like this since potentially mass effect but then i think it's on a very different scale to that anyway and what it's trying to do um so yeah it's it's more risky and i think just based off the pedigree of god of war and and horizon i feel like if i were a betting man i would say their scores would be higher than something like starfield unless starfield just released just a perfect game which obviously is they have the potential to do so um but yeah if i were a betting man i'd i'd say score wise that horizon and god of war will will beat it out yeah i'm yeah yeah i I wouldn't be confident about horizon but because it's the second one like maybe it will um yeah, but God of War was like already it was like a ninety four mm. Metacritic on its first release, and it's like yeah, exactly it just has like, such you a you can't fuck it up already. It's like like it was like when Last of Us came out. Oh, I know, I know that had its own controversies with the storytelling, um, and I'm yet to play it. Um, but that I think that had the same score as the first one, or like a point better or something. So you know, similar similar sort of situation. Yeah. Um, uh yeah and i guess you know because there, there are a few more wrinkles to that you know because it depends on what success we're looking at commercial or critical xbox are going to be launching starfield pc and console day one playstation do this thing where they say it's not coming to pc and then secretly drop it out of nowhere a year later and i don't know clearly they must be getting sales or not they wouldn't still be doing it um i don't know if that's affecting like the bottom line like is that like, would they be getting more sales if they dropped it on day one? You know, it's because they want people to double dip. Like, essentially, they want to make more money out of it. Um, and then there's the whole PlayStation Game Pass thing. You know, this Project Spartacus that we spoke about a few episodes ago. They're not releasing stuff into day one. So is are these yeah. games going to get the same amount of players day one as Starfield does? Going to say no. I'm going to yeah. say Starfield has more players on day one. Um, I don't know that. if that's an easy bet or not. But, I, you know, I think God of War is an established mega hit of the last mm. gen is going to get a lot. It's the attach rate on that and play at PlayStation four and fives is going to be like 40, 50%, which is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it's, it's, it's tough to predict these sort of things, but I think just based on how Xbox do release their games on their platform and games pass being a thing. I mean, yeah, I, I would bet that Starfield will have more players like on day one or, just over a course of the first month or something like that than something like God of War. But I think it it would speak a different story in terms of reviews, like review scores and overall scores. Um, but yeah, I think player count wise, um, I think Starfield will, will, will beat those out. But yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that. That's sort of the platform holder side. Well, actually, that's not true. Breath of the Wild 2. If that were to release... I mean, we didn't mention Elden Ring. <laughs> that was in the running. I haven't got there yet. Yeah. yeah. Because that's a bit more of a known quantity, I think. But yeah. Breath of the Wild 2, if that happens... I well, Because I sometimes... Think... I, this is a bit of a blind spot for me, I think. Sometimes Nintendo's success is sometimes a bit of a blind spot for me. 
and then I, I see like the numbers. It's like Switch has been at the top of the charts for the last six months, and I'm like, <laughs> like I, I mean, yeah. I say that as someone who's owned a Switch, for, you know. So it's just, uh, what do you think about a potential Breath of the Wild two? Um, I mean, Breath of the Wild two is going to be insane. I think that'll break, break so many records. Yeah, uh, it'll break the world. I literally. I would say that like 99% of Switch owners will have that game. <laughs> like, I think, like, we said that God of War would be like 40, 50%. I, I genuinely think that almost every Switch owner on the planet right now has Breath of the Wild and <laughs> yeah. will probably have Breath of the Wild too. Like, it's great. The conversion rate on that is ridiculous. Like, I think if I did a like a, an experiment and got like a thousand people who own a switch and then and it went through all thousand of those people i i think 900 plus of them would have breath of the wild in their console or i've played it yeah um it's just it's fucking huge it's it's zelda it's it's what's solely carried it's what fucking shot nintendo into the stratosphere and is what's carried them for a long time that and mario it's what pushed um, the switch really isn't it yeah, exactly. I bought a Switch for Breath of the Wild. I literally went out into CEX and saw one in the window pre-owned for way too much than what it should have been. <laughs> and I still bought it. And then I got Breath of the Wild on the day. Um, and yeah, it was it was excellent. It was it's an absolute console seller. Um, so yeah, if Breath of the Wild two happens, I feel like the numbers on that are going to be ridiculous. Um, still Does it? hard. Does it- in terms of Starfield, because it's just Games Pass, man. You just—it's just so many players. Mm. It's just—it's just so accessible in every way. I think it will still be hard to be out of big hittering on Games Pass. Personally, I don't know, but... dude. I mean, just because there's so many more switches in the world, and I just—I do feel that the audience that Games Pass is trying to cater to. It's the same audience that would own a Switch. It's the same audience. It's that casual base. Who, you you, you know, said there are so many more Switches in the world, but we're not talking about only Xbox, are we? It's releasing day one on PC too. There's no, yeah, you're so right. many PC uh, gamers. Fair, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Probably fair more enough. PC gamers than any other gamer in the world. No, that's fair. Um, but it's just that thing of like, yeah, like I, said, I think the crossover between the, the, the demographic the Games Pass wants to appeal to is also the same demographic that um would own and like really play a lot of switch so point being those players i think there's a good chance that player base is also going to gobble up breath of the wild too yeah so you know it's hard to say just by sheer numbers um but yeah that like you say that would break the internet and you know like fucking hell like it wouldn't it wouldn't even be a priority for me but i can't ignore the fact that it's like you know it'd be a huge cultural moment a huge cultural moment yeah um so that's Breath of the Wild 2. And we forgot, we haven't even spoken about like Pokemon Arceus or whatever it is. I mean, I know that I think it's probably a tier, it's probably a league below everything else because it's a bit. I've already pre ordered it. No, you haven't. I have. No, you haven't. I have. <laughs> Why and... are you saying I haven't? I genuinely have. <laughs> and it looked like a piece of shit a while back. It looks a lot better now, to be fair. Yeah. I think it looks good, man. I'm looking forward to it. But. Like the thing is, not all of us have got wrapped up in Pokemon Nuzlocke uh, playthroughs. <laughs> I buy all the Pokemon games, man. I will forever be a child. I bought Sword and Shield on launch. I bought Sun of Moon on launch. I bought. I buy all of them on launch. I didn't buy Brilliant Diamond and Pearl, to be fair. The, those newer ones that just came out. Um, 
because I was still fatigued from Sword and Shield being an absolute baby's game and I could complete it blindfolded. Um, but I always buy them, man. Sounds good. And, and I genuinely have pre-ordered uh, Arceus. No, no, I, I believe you. Arceus. I, I think it looks good. I, I think it will be a good game. I'm not... I haven't got my high hopes. I'm not literally counting down the fucking days. Or like, oh, I got 10 out of 10 game. No, but I think it'll be quite fun. And it's the direction we've all wanted Pokemon to take. This semi-open world. I mean, they have said it isn't actually fully open world. They actually explained it more in terms of... Uh, they use Monster Hunter as an example, where they've got like large area maps, which you go in and and you do stuff in there. And then you like walk and load into another large segment area sort of like it's done like in maps rather than breath of the wild open world which everyone was speculating when it first launched um but it's taken the direction we've all wanted pokemon to go in right there is some like clear like creative i don't know it like the fact the fact that it's so obviously they saw the breath of the wild success and were like Let's yeah. get some of this in there. I know it's its own Pokemon thing. I know it's going to have its own stuff there, but you know there is like this really obvious. Let's take that formula because it worked. Um, yeah. My point being, though, however, is that I don't think that's on the same tier as some of the other games because there has a bit of a, oh, no. the, the franchise has had a bit of a, a shot in confidence over the last few years, and like Absolutely. I said, the previous showings didn't instill much confidence. Um, I know it's looking a little bit better from what I've seen now, but I've still seen patchy shit like when I've been looking mm. at it. Um, so yeah, that's all. I just don't think it's on the same. Oh no, no, yeah, a hundred percent. It's it's nowhere near um, the sort of level of something like Breath of the Wild two or any other game we've mentioned so far in this podcast. Um, but it's you know I see that game as an experiment, right? Like you said. They, they saw Breath of the Wild and they were like, holy shit, you know, maybe we're on something here. Let's do that with Pokemon. And I agree. I, th- I, I think it's a good idea and I think it's a good experiment to take. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not try and like adjust the formula for Pokemon that's just done the same formula? And mad respect for Nintendo as well, because I always give them shit for not changing up the formula and just doing the same thing over and over again. So, you know, props to them. Um, and I think it could be really cool. Like, I think if, if if they do it really well, like environmental storytelling and NPCs and stuff like that, and you genuinely like follow clues and like tracks and stuff like that to find like this legendary Pokemon or something, like that could be pretty fucking cool. Um, mm. Like some big ordeal and then like a really cool payout and stuff like that. Because um, the end of the day, it? I have heard it's like a collection game. Like the idea is to go around exploring, collect all the Pokemon, complete the decks, you know, that sort of thing. There is still combat in it, but they haven't changed that much of that. Um, Right. But there was a bit of controversy recently because they announced that some of the stuff in previous Pokemon games wasn't returning. You know, like when you, um, I don't know when the last time you played a Pokemon game is, but you know, when you catch a Pokemon and you read like their summary and statistics, they have like abilities. Like, um, I don't know, one of them might just be like, you know, powers up water type moves or something like that. Or uh, mm-hmm. there's another one called Sturdy where it can't be one shot. It always stays on one HP, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Apparently they've removed abilities from the game now. Um, right. Which a lot of people were quite bummed out about because that's kind of, it was like an extra layer to catching Pokemon and finding that God tier role sort of thing on like a Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so there's like less RPG depth in that sense. And there was, they also removed something else as well, which was RPG related. I forgot what it was. Um, it was abilities and something else. But yeah, I heard it got the community in a little bit of uproar because they right. they thought they're dumbing down the game in terms of combat and RPG for exploration. So, Right. Yeah, fair enough. Well, um, best of luck to that game, I suppose, because I mean, I am in agreement. The formula does need a shake up, but I, I guess I just I don't see it as a as a mainline franchise. I, I don't know. Like, I don't see it as a as a pure Pokemon game. It's like a spit like yeah, Pokemon spinoff. Like, yeah, just, you know, um, I see it like which that is as well. fine, obviously, but it's um, yeah, that, that is what it is. Um, well, I'll talk about it because I'm going to buy it. So let's see what it's like. Excellent. Uh, and then there's Elden Ring, mm. which is Elden Ring, <laughs> and Elden Ring is obviously, I think, it's really shaping up to be the next big thing the next big sort of like cultural shift um like it could be like the potential's there all the pieces are in place um you know it reminds, it reminds me of the build-up cyberpunk hmm. um you know i roll.jpg um that <laughs> it's you know uh, all the marketing's in place all the excitement's there you know the collaboration with um what's his face george rr george Martin. um writer of game of uh, game of thrones and we know from software an incredibly talented team you know they've have since done in the last gen bloodborne dark souls 3 i guess dark yeah. souls 2 as well and then Sekiro. um so we know this team has like an excellent track record um the only reservation i personally have about this game is as i've said on previous episodes is that i still feel a little bit of souls fatigue and i'm watching the gameplay and i'm like there's still a lot of like like this is the same thing not all of it but like the combat is like i'm seeing the same animations like i know it's a reskinned weapon mm-hmm. and it like plays differently and the magic looks overhauled and a lot better and you know, the environments are gorgeous and you know all the body you know character designs looks amazing that you know from software stuff the stuff that they fucking nail every time um, mm-hmm. that's the only thing for me is that it's like a lot of it looks a bit um, repetitive still. Nonetheless, that doesn't change the fact that in the wider gaming sphere, everybody's looking like all eyes are on this game for the next quarter. Um, yeah. uh, so I think this has a real chance to be, have like kind of a Skyrim effect, especially because they have Dark Souls games have really long legs. Um, they have yeah. like that kind of uh, PVP support um, and the PVP. There's just so many ways actions. to play it. Exactly. as well like there's just you could do you could do a, you could play through the game with a hundred different builds and it'd feel very very different and like i said the pvp aspects it means to cut you off there's like there's probably like covenants and side stuff that are almost games in itself like invading covenants in the previous games like they almost felt like a different game in itself um they always do banger expansions as well from soft like they they do really yeah. good job on their expansions as well so like yeah you're right it has some it has some legs um and i will be very surprised if this game actually gets below a nine yeah i think I, I will as well unless there's some like fuck up here and there especially because like and that's the thing as well we've had like open test preview so all of your favorite youtubers like all of your favorite like game journalists have already played it and the previews have all been pretty damn good you and know they've played here... a lot as well they've exactly. been very generous which shows so much confidence in their product so 
Exactly. And I know some areas were cut off. Like, you couldn't explore the whole... You were locked to a particular region sort of thing. Um, yeah. But, you know, most of it's already there. Like, the writing's kind of on the wall. So I just feel unless they're... And, but, you know, this same sort of thing happened with Cyberpunk. Previews went out, previews came back. Like, this is amazing. It's going to be the next... And, you know, mm. as we said before, the game still was good and were reviewed well, but that wasn't really the point that there was a lot of cut stuff and they didn't perform well on large-end consoles and it was a bit buggy, you know. So... Because they're, you know, FromSoft games do have like their own quirk sometimes, which can be fucking annoying. You know, like I think the whole co-op things is annoying. Can I work around it? Yes. Um, you know, just certain things that can be a bit unforgiving. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. They, they, they could definitely iron out a lot of those things. I get that it's like the law of the game, and they're very law-driven. These games, I think, from software care a lot about that sort of thing. So if they were just like oh, you have the option to just toggle co-op and friends can join you now. Everyone would be like, with the law and summon signs and stuff like that. Everyone would just go like off their fucking rocker. I just feel like... I would just, I would just like co-op personally. Just with drop in, yeah. drop out co-op. But With it being I a think... new, new IP, it would have just been so easy for them to explain it away. Oh, in this fucking universe, there's different dimensions and warriors can just phase <laughs> in, you know? Like, just there's a Spider-Verse. Yeah. Uh... And it could have been both. Like you could still have summon signs, but still, like you know, joining program, you know, whatever. But I'm glad there is co-op overall. Um, I, you know, we'll see how it's done because, like, same sort of thing. You know, uh, with the stupid quirks, is that you have to do bosses twice. Like if you're going through this stuff, you know, especially like if it's three players, four players, you took three or four times, and these aren't easy boss fights. <laughs> like, yeah, they're fucking difficult. Yeah, yeah, so you know that sort of shit can get quite fatiguing, and it's just like, oh, I just want to play this through with my friend instead of having to like play around from soft shit. Um, yeah. Nonetheless, I think most people are buying this game as a single player experience with optional co-op. Whereas for me, it's like you know going to be primarily co-op and then single player on the side. Who are you going to play um, it with? Um, I think um. Probably my rabbits. <laughs> oh, nice. You yeah, have to carry them pretty hard, though. Recently, yeah, no, they'll be okay. Um, okay. So, yeah. That, but that's... And, and again, yeah, just, just for the, the pointless comparison's sake, you know, I think Elden Ring has a chance to outdo everything here because it's the only one that isn't exclusive. It's multiplat. Um, and it's on all consoles, cross too. Yeah, yeah. It's not Switch, but... Give it some time. <laughs> let, them, let them compress those pixels, and then oh. maybe. <laughs> oh God! Render distance of like two feet. Yeah. Elden Ring on the Switch. <laughs> There's fog everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's really to, foggy now. <laughs> to hide the textures, we just put <laughs> fog everywhere. <laughs> yeah, oh, so, uh, yeah, I do think I, I think this is a uh, Elden Ring has a real shot at this that's stealing the year in terms of sales and critical mm. success even away from starfield god of war simply because it's it's multi-platform and it's it's been a long build-up of excitement you know i think they've, they've handled the marketing campaign really really well with like bits and bobs and then just bombs of like here's loads of gameplay and go and watch it if you want and stuff yeah, which, yeah. oh yeah yeah for sure um it looks great i'm so excited for elden ring like I think I might book a long weekend off work, book a Friday off or something. What what's the release day actually? It's like twenty eighth. No, yeah, 20th, something like that. I think it's twenty fifth. 
something like um, that. Yeah. All I know is that, that fe- February continues to be a bit of a wacky month. Twenty um, fifth. Right. And I think the thing is, I think Elden Ring could bury Horizon a little bit. I think it's very ballsy of Sony to keep the day. I, from where I'm seeing, Elden Ring has a lot more excitement behind it than Horizon does. Horizon has a lot of excitement from PlayStation fans, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to pull in like the rest. I don't, you know, if, not to mention like just in terms of if we're just talking in terms of just like content creation and like people watching it on streams or videos. FromSoft games are so so popular in that regard. And everyone clicking on these videos or streams is going to want to buy this game too. So, like the the appeal for it, I agree, is a lot wider, and and the sense that you can buy on any console and and, and everything. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I actually agree. I think it's it's Horizon might be in some trouble releasing in the same month as as, as Elden Ring. Yeah, I just feel like they're really they're really hurting themselves by not just pushing it back a, a single month, like. Mm. It would really save himself a lot of effort. Maybe, maybe they still will, but you know, we'll see. I'm, I'm sure they're looking at some numbers and thinking, yeah, no, I think we're still confident that this is a good month because X, Y, and Z. You know, it's it's an, people were running off the back end of new consoles for a lot of people coming off Christmas, and this is going to be their first game. Maybe you know, so maybe they just yeah. feel that that's the, that's the case. But yeah, we'll have to see. I, I, I don't actually know like the commercial success of like all the Souls games. I don't actually know how well they... Obviously, they review critically really well, but maybe they're a bit too dark and a bit too weird for the core audience. Mm. So I, I, don't, I, feel, I, don't I, feel, I feel like they sell like hotcakes. Um, mm. Because, like I said, there's just so much content creation and so much uh, outreach for these sort of games. It's everywhere. I think it reaches so many people's eyes. And mm. I just think high fantasy, like RPG, I think loads of people buy it. And whether or not they buy it and play it and they're like, this is way too hard. I'm a dad gamer. I suck. They still bought it, I think. I think they still they still take that plunge in how the game looks and what mm. they want from it. Um, I think they sell yeah. pretty well. Uh, it'd be interesting to actually look up some sales statistics on, on it. Maybe I'll yeah. do that now, actually. I mean, I, mean, I, I mean, I know they sell well, but it's like, do they sell like megaton well? You know, um... And that's what I'm kind of interested in, in knowing. Like, because Horizons, I'm pretty sure, like, broke records, the first one, in terms of being, like, the sales of a new IP. It sold so well for a new IP, um, simply because it's, like, very, very inviting. You know, it's very creative with, like, robot dinosaurs. Whereas I think if you're a core casual gamer and you look over at something like Dark Souls and you're like, why is there an onion man with six arms and a tobacco leaf on his head? You know, <laughs> just like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. And I just don't know if, you know, your casual gamer is going to buy that. Uh, and it'll be an 18. Yeah. Which tries to won't be. So, I don't know. That's true, actually. Yeah. I always forget to take into consideration those that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's part of what makes Nintendo's game so successful, isn't it? It's not a drop of blood anywhere. Yeah. It's just pixie dust. Um, yeah. So... I don't know how close you are to finding a figure, but <laughs> I'm just having a look here. Um, so here's ten. Oh wait, no, hang on. Let me have a look. Let's see what this has got. Every From Software Soulsborne game ranked according to number of sales. This is on Screen Rant. So 
God, take this maybe with a pinch of salt. So apparently no, no, Demon no, Souls Demon Souls is six, number six with a million copies. Yeah, um wait, Demon Souls introduced wait, hang on. While it's too early to tell its PS5 remakes performing, reveals over eighteen thousand copies were sold in Japan. Okay, yeah. So it's it's saying around a million total worldwide by 2011. Oh, uh, okay. So I so think yeah, this really is not, not including the remake. The remake might be its own entry in this. Uh, Bloodborne is fifth with two million, so double good. of Demon Souls. Um, still, that's not and... much, man. No, two million is is not much considering how well. Like a claim the game was. Like I better yeah. keep going. Um Dark Souls 2 at 2.5 mil. Um and then a huge jump with Sekiro at 5 million. Yeah, that that that's um, what I expected. Which is fucking ridiculous. That's, that's five times Demon Souls. More than double Bloodborne. Uh sure Bloodborne was uh console exclusive it wasn't cross cross platform so that kind of makes sense i guess um yeah so secure at five million and then we've got god the ads make this page so laggy um (laughs) dark souls the original 5.5 million the first dark souls uh and then a whopping a number one (laughs) fucking hell gee i didn't realize it did this well uh, number one, Dark Souls 3, at 10 million copies. It's fucking huge, sense. dude. Yeah. It's, and, and, just... and, it, and it bought the overall sales of like a, the Dark Souls series to over 27 million for the, mm. for the franchise. Interesting. It's big. That's, uh... It is big. Again, though, that isn't megaton big. Like Dark Souls three for for a third entry on a game that has as much clout as it does with the hardcore community, ten mil is good, but not amazing. I mean, you know, it's it's very good. Um, mm. You know, I think Horizon, for example, I'm gonna have to. I don't want to speak up my ass actually, but I'm pretty sure well, that number was up in twenty yeah. or thirty mil. Yeah, I'm just actually having a look now. Um, and I, I think they lose a bit of steam um, because they're changing the name to Elden Ring. It's technically a new IP, you know? Yeah, um, true. Uh, mm. Looks like Breath of the Wild, as of March 2021, was at 25 million. <sighs> right, that's <laughs> megaton sales, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then that's Zelda. Well, yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, maybe it's a bit unfair to put in that. But that, but that is what I'm saying. That is what I'm saying. It's not in that same category of, of, of commercial success. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Or like your Call of Duty, like obviously your Call of Duties, you know, things like that. Um, yeah, I don't know how much Horizon's done. I just keep seeing that it's it's over 10 million. That's all I'm seeing. So we definitely know it's, it's over Dark Souls. Which is, well, yeah. Which is nutty considering it's... Um, a new IP on one platform. <laughs> on one yeah, platform. On platform. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what you said. So yeah, that, yeah, that's that's the point, really. I, I think it. I think it does sell well, but I think it is it is something which is more popular with the hardcore community than it is with the core community. 
Um, sure. And while we're on the topic of games being fucked in February by Elden Ring, Dying Light <laughs> comes out at the beginning of February. <coughs> it has the jump in that it comes out on February the 4th, at uh, the beginning of the month, but I don't know. I mean, personally, I mean, I throw my money around a little bit when it comes to games, but if it reviews well, and we got three weeks before Elden Ring, I might give it a purchase. I might blitz it, complete the campaign with you guys, play some co-op, you know. But that's based yeah. on if it reviews well. And that's quite that's that's quite an ask because if I remember correctly, I don't think the first Dying Light was actually like crazy hot. I know we liked it, but I think it was like I I think it cracked the eighties, maybe. I don't. I, let me have a look. Uh yeah, I don't know. I thought it was like high seventies. Maybe it was low eighties. Yeah, it's um, that range. Yeah. But yeah, and so it's not like it. Um, it did that well for for, for its first one. Um, I mean, we enjoyed it a lot. Um, so yeah, open critic. Um. No, I just want Dying Light, not Dying Light, the following. Um, But yeah, anyway. um, Looks like our average score is 74 by the looks of it here. But yeah, so essentially you're looking at a game that, yeah, yeah, 74. So you're looking at a game that did well, don't get me wrong. I think it, it, it was very popular in terms of community rather than critical success. I think I think the community can agree that um, it was yeah. a, a, a better game than critics gave it credit for, I think, especially if you're playing yeah. with mates. Um, had good service support as well. It was supported yeah, really well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They it was it was good in that regard. They did some good uh, content updates for it. Um, so, so yeah, and it's kind of been I don't want to say development hell, but it hasn't had the smoothest um, development period, has it? It's uh, it doesn't, been delayed a lot. Yeah. I think it's doesn't shifted focus quite a bit. So it's tough to say how this game will release. Um, and then, like you said, with its competitors like Elden Ring and Horizon 2 in the same month, that's kind of rough. Um, yeah. I... Yeah, like I think the same for me. Like I, It depends on a couple of different things reviews is one of them but it also depends on like like if there's other games that i'm like if for example if halo has a big event or a big update around that time which it probably is going to line up to around that but i don't know if i'm going to need that like you know it it kind of might just be one of those things that i say well i'm actually i'm I'm still enjoying like this halo event this looks really fun lots to do i'll just get dying like two when it comes to games pass you know down the road or and that's the thing. If it was launching into Games Pass, I'd probably hop on it. Um, oh, but yeah, a hundred percent, I'd hop on it if it was launching into Games Pass. But for um, full price, I don't know. Not I think I'm going to be dropping it in three weeks. I think there's a lot of people that are going to be just keeping their eye on reviews for this sort of game, and I, I, I'm not one to just hawk, like just look at reviews before I purchase a game and let that sway my decision. But I think for games which I, th- I feel like this is something a lot of people are sitting on the fence with. I feel like 
it's going to have to review pretty well to hit some pretty nice sales numbers um, for people to be like, yeah, sure, fine. Let's take the plunge, 60 quid, let's enjoy it for three weeks, um, and then we'll play the real games <laughs> um, in three weeks' time. But it's going to have to review pretty pretty well for people to take that £60 plunge, I think. Um, so I think critical success is quite important um, for sales success of this game in, in yeah. the month that's coming out. I mean, they've gotten really unlucky, like, because they've delayed it, you know, over and over and over again. And in these final two delays, they, it was like a week after they delayed it to December. And then Halo was like, we're going to launch on December. <laughs> and like a week later, they're like, yeah. okay, we're going to move to February. And now Elder Ring were like, okay, we're going to move to February. And then, you know, not long after that, Horizon got announced to February as well. And it's like, Jesus, I can't catch a break. So at some point, the shareholders are like, Lord, just release it. You're not, you're not dying it again. We're not going to keep giving you money. Um, yeah. Yeah, even, even though it would benefit it. I think they know that it's going to be a game that probably isn't going to take off in February, but it's going to have years of good support like the first one did. Um, exactly. We'll, we'll make it yeah. back that way. Um, and I think it, those, sort, those sort of releases might, I don't want to say force their hand, but it will, it will sway them into thinking about uh, an option like Games Pass, getting it in there fairly early. And then that might just skyrocket its play, its player numbers like crazy, and people start talking about the game a lot more. And you know, I think it is. I think discussions like that might take place depending on on how it how it does in in the first month. Yeah, yeah, and then obviously Stalker Two is fourth of April, which is like the week again, the week after those those games at the end of February. So that's going to be impacted. It is Games Pass Day One, which does help, but. As a single player the game, it doesn't after quite after the games in February. Did you forget about March? I, I think I did, yeah. <laughs> a month just missed out uh, a month. <laughs> a month after Stalker, so I guess it depends on the you know, if people are still invested in Elden Ring and Dying Light and um the other one. Horizon. Horizon. Yeah, so it's busy. And there are some I'm there are some I'm forgetting as well that that are coming out in February. I, what it is but wasn't that like gotham game coming out gotham city nights or something wasn't that oh it's suicide squad suicide squad was it oh, fucking hell really jesus no i thought it was gotham city nights or whatever it's called that co-op one i thought that was coming uh, out uh, early forgot. this year i forgot all about that game um, i thought that I... was early this year like first quarter i thought i don't know i didn't i know it got delayed obviously and i didn't i didn't I don't know what its release date is. Okay, Suicide Squad doesn't have a release date yet. Gotham, Gotham Knights, yeah. I could have. I mean, I'm, I might be incorrect, but I could have sworn it was first quarter. But I don't know where. I might have just spawned that from my brain. I think you spawned it from your brain. Yeah, it doesn't have a date yet. It's just 2022. Well, I'm kind of the lead director on it, so I'm going to just drop <laughs> it right now. April, I, everyone. Wow, thanks, man. Yeah, I think it got delayed out of that out of that month. Um, I think a couple of things did. <laughs> so yeah. delays, surprise, yeah. surprise, surprise, surprise. So I mean, so that's it, really. I mean, that's sort of a very brief look forward. At, uh, brief. <laughs> that's a one hour and a half long look forward at twenty twenty two. And obviously, there's lots we're missing out there. Um, so sorry if we didn't mention your favorite game. Um, but that's what we're looking at. And of course, I, do, I wanted to circle back to it, but I don't think we have that much to add about it and that being Redfall, um, which is other mm. Xbox's other big game and 
the controversy there is that it's Arcane's first co-op game, um, and it seems to be a bit Borderlandsy, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Which isn't what people expect from Arcane, uh, but we don't actually speak of which. That on. that new Borderlands game is coming out in February as well. Oh yeah, that which actually right. looks pretty cool. Does look pretty cool. Um, so that's actually another banger. Actually, in all honesty, I think I'd probably buy that over Dying Light. So, sorry, Dying Light. I know I said <laughs> I might buy your game, but I think I'd probably buy that new Borderlands over it. Yeah, and if there's anything that's going to pull us away from um, Elden Ring, it's going to be that, just because we have friends who would play this with us. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's a full price game Borderlands. either. I think it's like a £35, yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, it looks fucking great, that game. I've watched um, some... All, all the trailers on it and it looks fucking awesome. March twenty fifth. Um, oh, is it March? The month everyone forgets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, that's for for cool though. Again, it's all clustered in that like month or two. Um, there's a lot coming out in the first quarter. Um, yeah, that's right. First quarter of this year for sure. Um, yeah, no, exciting stuff. But yeah, I I th- I think Redfall. I'm very very excited for Redfall. Um, I think mainly because it's just it's right up our alley like speaking personally about video games um, we love that sort of art style we love the co-op shooter genre um, we love the looter genre as well like looter shooters all that sort of stuff so I think and and like just arcane right like they just they poop out gold they miss. Um, yeah. so yeah, I th- that game has very. I have quite high expectations for that game in my head, but yeah, whether or not it will sell that well, I don't know how much that will appeal to the public. Yeah. Because with, with with games like that, it's always tough because there's a lot of solo gamers out there, and what do they just fucking play it solo? Do they match make? You know, a lot of this stuff just ruins the experience um, mm-hmm. for a, for a lot of these type of games. So. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to say. Yeah, yeah, without doubt. Um, I totally agree. I I love the aesthetic of that of that game from what we've seen so far. Like vampires, man. Um, and yeah. I think it's it's also going to be the first release. I mean, I don't unless Xbox have something up their sleeve for the first half of this year. I think the first half of this year is going to be a bit quiet with a focus on Forza Horizon Five and Halo Infinite updates. I think that's going to be like the real focus and Age, Age of Empires as well. Um, <laughs> And then the second half, it's going to be sort of ramping up to Redfall and Starfield. And Redfall is, I think Redfall is next gen exclusive as well, you know. Um, I, I think, think that's going is. to be like the first big, like AAA, you know, next gen only release into Games Pass from Bethesda, you know. So, it, you know, it will still be quite a big deal, especially if they market it right. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I mean, yeah, as I said, I remain really excited for that game. Um, Arcane make very good games. Hopefully they can tackle this genre as well. And also we'll be getting Deathloop back half there yeah. as well. Um, which I'm yeah. really excited to play. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, and that'll come straight into Games Pass too, which would be hype. Yeah, yeah, well, Yeah. So, that's 2022 for now. Um, it's going to be a fucking mental year. Um, it, E3 is going to be... Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be so jacked. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> wide thick e3 um so yeah we'll have to wait and see uh yeah okay so um 
as we sort of move into the new stories then um there isn't all that much but so there's something i wanted to touch on um and the fact and, and that is that we haven't had any halo infinite numbers yet and i don't know what to make of that because you would have thought i think we spoke about this in the episode before christmas of like you would have thought they would have been shouting about the numbers from the rooftops because it's like viral marketing like mm-hmm. buy your kid an xbox look at halo everyone's playing halo look at this it's top of like twitch view, you know views look at this it's top of the steam charts and obviously yeah. you know so they haven't um so maybe they're saving it for something i don't know maybe a mini event a mini briefing don't know um or uh if you're a hate youtuber <laughs> you you it means that halo is dying you know if you're an outrage farmer that's what that's what it means um because they're not talking yeah. about it because therefore the numbers are really bad and it must be dying now yeah there has been you know how all games do well and then less people play them like no, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. <laughs> Halo's dying. <laughs> People don't drop off. Halo's no. dead. Uh, yeah, so essentially that's just happened, and I'm glad that there's somebody... What even is the user's name here? Zaylee Spui. Spui, thank you. And this is from low, r slash low sodium Halo. Go, go check it out. Uh, low they, sodium <laughs> Halo. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a great place, man. It's it's just... <laughs> Oh God! That's the best. Yeah, it's a safe place. Um, And they kind of compared a lot of popular games on the Steam database and look at look at the general drop off and see if it's in line with that. Because Halo's got this weird thing where a lot of there are like a large portion of YouTubers who are just farming negativity off it. You know, I said this to you before. Like every fucking Tuesday, there's a there's a portion of YouTubers who like roll around with another video. I can't believe this is thirty pound. Like, and there'll be a big red circle, and there'll be a ten minute yeah. video. Like, what's up, guys? It's your boy. Um, yeah. Look, I'm a true Halo fan. But three, like four, five, three, do, do it like five day. minutes. Five minutes, yeah. and it'll be them just plugging their own like socials yeah. as well. Like before I get into the video, follow me here, 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 here. Yeah, Halo fucking sucks. I can't believe they're doing this to us. It's our sponsor by Manscaped. Uh, you know, it, yeah. it literally might as well just be hi everyone. How's it going? Uh, for an update on how I feel about this, please refer to last week's video. Take yeah. care. See you later. Bye-bye. Please refer to nine minutes fifty on the timestamp of this ten yeah. minute video. <laughs> the rest is ads. It's just, yeah. the, and and like, it's just, it, it's so fucking annoying because it's like, oh, you know, they're, char- they're charging this much for an AI. And it's like, like, yes, yes, we've done this. We know, we agree. 343 have said they're going to look into it. We know, <laughs> please, the horse is Stop. dead. Put the stick away. Like, we don't need weekly videos on the store rotation. So whatever, people got to do what they got to do. Um, so you, you, if... If you looked at like a particular part of the community, you would be convinced that Halo is covered in negativity and it's it's bleeding players. And a lot of people have started doing the same thing. Halo Infinite is losing players. I, you know, I've seen these videos and just like my eyes fucking roll backwards and my fucking the cord snaps because they've I've rotated them so much. Stop watching them, man. Jeez. <sighs> I can't. It just pops up. I don't know why. It just, it just, <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Point being that um, 
it's not like this is from the graph that we're looking at i'll try and remember to put it up on the video but i you know like i say go check out r slash low sodium halo and you'll see what i'm talking about the games player drop off is very much if actually slightly a bit better than a lot of other games there are some games that have performed better in terms of player retention which again not too unexpected i think it's fairly common knowledge that halo infinite has launched with a serviceable amount you're right it's so small to read the text Oh, right, yeah. On this graph you put, but yes, sorry. There's games like, you know, the CODs in here, the Battlefields and all of that. Um, uh, I think Siege is there as well with a fucking ridiculous, like, player spike. <laughs> like, like the yeah. game back. Um, it's mental. Actually, that, that reminds me, that Rainbow Six uh, Extraction or Extinction, whatever Rainbow it's called, S- that's coming out this next couple of months, I think. Rainbow Six Excretion. Excretion. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, the game that nobody asked for, but apparently there's market for it. So dead on arrival. It's so weird, isn't it? It's like, I don't even know what they're charging for it, like 30-odd quid or something. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, wave-based with that kind of combat? Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, no, no, no. People don't even get on with the wave-based fucking systems in game modes like zombies on a, on a game that actually has decent crispy shooting mechanics and stuff like that yeah. and movement i don't know but yeah it there. just it's reminded me carry yeah, on no, no that's fair that's fair um so this is of course yeah based off that and you know people always use like twitch views as a way to like determine if a game is like like the health of a game which is like you know i guess it gives you a vague idea but like to point out that Fortnite has overtaken Halo again is like dying isn't the adjective I'd be using. <laughs> it's still in the top yeah. five, um, you know. So, um, yeah. and like I said, you know, the curve here isn't that steep. There's still people. People are gonna. And this is the thing: people leave games and come back. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know that happens, and that's okay. They'll bring in new events. They'll revamp mechanics, add maps, add much. And people will come back. That's I mean, you'd actually work. find that Fortnite's overtaken it because I know that Fortnite's had a really big update recently. They just launched a new season, right? So it's yeah. just like, you you look back when Halo launches their new Battle Pass or launches their new really cool event, fucking those Fortnite numbers are probably going to drop and the Halo numbers will shoot up. These things fluctuate all the time. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just it's so many thumbnails, dude. Halo dying already, and it's like a reverse stonks like image, you know, with like the line going down on the bars. Yeah. I was like, I'm so tired of seeing this. Please stop. Um, yeah. So yeah, and and this is of course ignoring the very important facts that Halo is an Xbox game. Okay, it's on mm-hmm. Steam this time. Its fan base is on the consoles. This is the first time. I mean, Master Chief Collection came, but you know. It's an Xbox game. The majority of the players, this curve won't be as steep on Xbox. Um, it also ignores the Windows Store, which is the store that has Games Pass, and it's the store that has the campaign. So a lot of players will be playing there. Don't, probably still not as much as compared to Steam. And it's also ignoring the three weeks prior to official launch that was the beta. So this looks steeper than it probably is, even though it already does. So, you know, just just silly shit. You know, this it's, it's just puts numbers on the paper. Yeah, it just puts numbers to the paper and just shows that, you know, there's really nothing to be outraged about. Halo, Halo's performing just as well as we thought it all would. Um, mm-hmm. Although, the only question mark there is why Xbox aren't touting about it. Um, 
yeah, yeah, it's a little bit weird, but it's it's news flash. It's far from dying, everyone. Precisely. Don't listen to the videos that have red circles in the thumbnails. <laughs> they the always thing. lie. Like it's just yeah. yeah, that's just a rule of life. It's always a lie. Yeah, <laughs> like seriously, just you're welcome, kids. This one trick will save you. Yeah, <laughs> game developers hate minutes. him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's our bit on Halo. Um, in other bits and bobs, um, just as we was that your back? That was my back. <laughs> that was very brittle. <laughs> yeah. Can we end the podcast? I need, uh, to, I need to get in a wheelchair. <laughs> we need to call you an ambulance, I think. A helicopter. Yeah. No, I always click my back like that, man. Okay. All right. Well, um, <laughs> uh, double fine. This actually isn't new. This is quite old news, but it was just in the after we did our video. But it was essentially just confirming that Double Fine are working on multiple new projects. Um, and I think Tim Schafer has said um, that they want to make a couple of smaller things. Which doesn't surprise me. I think Psychonauts 2 is their biggest game that they've made. You know, it, I mm, I mean, I don't know if you'd put it in the AAA category or the AA. I don't know. Does it matter? Is the line even there? Not really. It is a big game. Yeah. Um, uh, so they're working on multiple things, which tells me that we're going to be getting sort of um, multiple smaller projects from Double Fine as the years go by, which I cannot overstate. This is a good thing. <laughs> God, yeah. I would be so exhausted if every game that Xbox, like exclusive Games Pass game that they launched was like a 30-hour experience. It would piss me off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's nice to just have small, small little wins sometimes. Do you do you think um it's do you think they'll be like adding to Psychonauts 2? Do you think that's something they'll do? Like add add little expansions, a few extra brains, maybe? <laughs> or do you uh, think they'll just leave it as the start finish it's done let's move on i think they'll leave it it's quite a self-contained story um okay let's not say i don't think they won't return to the universe at some point oh yeah yeah yeah. there might be a psychonauts 3 and stuff like that yeah no yeah. i was just mentioning i was just thinking like they could be yeah, working on on projects that extend the game itself you know rather yeah. than uips but yeah and i also think Xbox probably wants them to just start making exclusive shit now. Like they backed them on this game quite a lot. I heard they're turning it into a battle royale. <laughs> Psycho <laughs> battle royale. Let's go. <laughs> pick your pick that, your brain. <laughs> that would be incredible. Be bad. <laughs> Incredibly bad. Jeez. So yes, that's fine by me. And that's I think we might this yeah. year as well. We might get a couple of like smaller Xbox exclusive games. Um, and as long as they're good, I that it makes me happy. I like small games. Small games make yeah. me smile. Small games for small brains. Exactly, that's me, small brain boy. <laughs> did you ever play Goldeneye back in day? I did. Yeah, I used to play it with my brothers. Hmm. It's um, a good game. Well, it's weird because this happened a while back. There was like something going on with this, but supposedly some Xbox Goldeneye achievements have been spotted. Don't know what that means. Because there's been this whole, obviously Xbox owned Rare, Rare made Goldeneye back in the day. So Rare technically owned the rights, but Rare released the game on Nintendo 64. So the rights and the licensing issues is a fucking mess because Nintendo are like, you know, vultures with this shit. Um, Yeah. 
so I don't know if this is in. I mean, this has got to be indicative of something. I mean, because there was a, there was a bit of upset that it wasn't in rare replay. You know, in in the rare collection of games, that was the reason hmm. licensing difficulties and IP ownership and shit. Um, so I don't know if there we're looking at like something small, like oh, Golden Knives being added to rare replay. We sorted out the rights issues, yay. Or hmm. if it's like, um, uh, well, I'm gonna do a soft remake. You know, like like the Quake one, maybe. You know, here's a couple of levels yeah. that were cut back in the day in the game, and you know, it's it's in 4K. Obviously, we haven't touched it, but it's in like the actual assets, but it's in 4K. Or if we're looking at full blown Goldeneye, like actual remake, probably remake. not. Yeah, can't imagine it would, but um, just a bit of a funny one, really. Yeah, yeah, no, that is really interesting. I think it's more likely it would just be a reboot. Like yeah, and added to the catalog or a uh, or a quake situation. I think that's definitely the the, the more likely of the two. Um, I think just a full blown remake is probably not worth it. But hey, I mean there, it, and it could be a sense of testing the waters, similar to how Quake did, because you know Quake was just like here's a here's a fucking you know we have Quake again, and then we found out that they're probably making a new Quake as well. So. Maybe they're just testing the waters. I would agree. I think the only wrinkle in that is that we already know there's a new Bond game coming from IO Interactive. So the guys who did Hitman 3. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. I can't remember what it's, it's called. True. It's uh, IO Interactive. I think it's just called... I don't, did you just call it 007? I don't know. I don't even know if it has a name yet, but they announced it like last year, didn't they? Project 007, it's just called. Announced at the back mm. end of 2020. Um, so... I don't know if that's like presumably that's got its own rights, um, or maybe tinfoil hat on. <sighs> this is indicative of the Xbox publishing team tightening all the loose ends with everything Bond related, so they have it in their catalog because they're acquiring IO Interactive, who have the official licensing agreement for 007. Boom. Fuck. Well, we're going to timestamp this shit because if that yeah. happens, we're referring back to this. We're going to blow up and we're going to become famous. <laughs> I can't wait to be a millionaire. Me too, man. I'm excited. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. <laughs> really up our production value. Um, and this is something yeah, as no, well. I think it's just going to be a cute little thing. That's all this is yeah. Going to be I think so. And I imagine if it is, it's something that will probably, if it does get like a cute little remake, remaster, whatever, it um, also goes to Switch. Probably, imagine it wouldn't see the light of day on PlayStation, but I reckon it would be a Switch and Xbox thing. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, okay. And then our final news story of today is about Undead Lab Studio, so the, the team behind... Um, State of Decay. Uh, State of Decay, yeah, that's the one. Um, we've seen the sort of CGI trailer for that in 2020. Uh, with the Angry Moose. With the Angry Moose, that's the one. Um, we don't have a release year for it. Presumably it's still quite far off, I imagine. If I had to guess, 2024. Um, but we know that they've been building a new support studio in Orlando. Um, which is actually really good news. Um, so primarily directing animation in unreal engine 5 so they are using ue5 um cool which sounds good because state of decay has always looked a bit ugly 
Um, yeah. And quote unquote, fostering cross studio animation technology and initiatives across Xbox Game Studios. So cross studio animation. So there, I think there's an element of like Xbox Game Studio involvement in this as well. Um, mm-hmm. So this sounds good to me. Um, supposedly, State of Decay Three is going to be the one that's like the MMO sort of one. That was always their vision for the game. And I've had to, you know, chop back on that due to budgetary con- constraints. And you can see that's kind of the direction they've been wanting to go with the games. Um, yeah. So I think they need more, man- frankly, I think they need more man- manpower if they want to do this sort of thing. Um, yeah. I think this, I think what they, what they'll be looking to go for is the, the, um like a more polished, um, more vibrant in every way, sort of Daisy sort of feel. I think that's what they they're gonna look to go for: a survival, hop in with your friends, you know, encounter like other people in the world, and like open mic, like in game mic, all that sort of stuff. You know, general, all that tied in with the zombie apocalypse and everything like that. I think that's probably what they're looking to go for. Um, but like you said until they've actually had the, the the budget behind them and um the tech behind them which they do mm. now they haven't been able to achieve that yeah and i mean it's a big undertaking like as i've got in the in the picture on the notes there you know it's about 100 people on the studio which is quite small but like if i mean we haven't got confirmation that they are going for an mmo type thing but we know that's the direction they wanted to take um yeah and 100 people for that is quite small um and you know these sorts of games live on a knife edge you know so they need to a lot of the game needs to be nailed and looking good if they really are going to go for this or at least maybe i should be calling it an mmo but you know like a shared world kind of ex- kind of experience um mm-hmm. yeah no yeah complaints from me here no, so, yeah. um, support studios Agreed. sound good yeah yeah for sure i've always wanted to see state state of decay become more than what it what it has been so um yeah, no, I'm I'm dead excited to see it, see it prosper. Yeah, and especially you know again, just looking at that that bottom bit, you know, fostering cross studio animation technology initiatives across Xbox Game Studios. You know that that tells me that you know part of the team is to work with, you know, again across the other um, game studios that Xbox has, and that's um, that's good to hear as well because that's obviously I think that's something that everybody's endlessly speculated about since the Bethesda acquisition about how these studios can kind of get together, share resources, you know, yeah. uh, maximize um, time really and and uh, money um, to just everyone should stuff get and learn off each other. Everyone should get a little USB thumbstick with the Sea of Thieves water code on it. They really should. Every studio just get gifted. Merry Christmas. Here's the code for Sea of Thieves water. Here's our water. Take it. Put it in wherever you want. Even if you don't have water, just put it in like glasses when people drink the water. <laughs> yeah. Anything. <laughs> so I can also use the, it. Yeah, the water you put your brains in. Just anything. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. Well, um, as I said, there wasn't much news this week, um, but that kind of wraps up the first episode of 2022, um, everyone. Um, Tim, is there anything else you wanted to touch on today before we um, put a close to this one? I'm quite impressed we managed to ramble for an hour 45. Yeah. <laughs> Considering Sorry. we have we talk we talk about this sort of shit just in our personal time too. And then, yeah. and then we, we still have this much 
energy. So much to go on to, about, yeah. Yeah, it's just still we talk about it on the show. Um, yeah, no, it's quite impressive from us. So I think it's a silly achievement. Um, a great start to 2022. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be a year of year of the quick resume. So <laughs> that's the one. Share, do 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 all the things. Follow us on social medias. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's it for me. Wicked. Well, uh, while we're on the topic of speaking about things you should do, um, go get some water. Give yourself a nice bar of chocolate. Sea of thieves water. Um, have a re- <laughs> yeah. Have a restful sleep. And we'll catch you next week. Thank you very much. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.